Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. And in that light, I'm always trying to bring guests from all different walks of life, impacting the world. Hopefully we can apply it to our daily lives and careers. So today we have um, Shannon Petrovich. She's a licensed counsel social worker and she's on YouTube. Um, She's a thought leader, influencer. And so today it's going to be talking all about, you know, healing from toxic relationships, improving our lives, getting better aligned and developing ourselves. So Shannon, welcome. Thank you so much, Dr. Liu. I'm really thrilled to be here. Yeah, I know we had uh, talked about um, talk backstage and, um, you know, connected through Podmatch. Um, tell us more about, you know, yourself and how you got started and we'll go from there. Well, I've been a therapist for about 35 years. And in that time, um, I really, you know, value and cherish my work. But about four years ago, I realized that there are so many millions of people around the world who don't have any access to mental health help um, or even information strategies, even basic things. And so I decided to start a YouTube channel and I called it Therapist Talks and, um, and just had a lot of different topics that I would address. And then all of the comments coming back and all of the questions and all of the focus seemed to be on toxic relationships, especially narcissistic relationships. So that started to become more of my focus because that was the biggest need. And then a, a, about a year ago, I realized that just doing 10 minute videos wasn't really doing justice to the people who really, really needed help. So I wrote a book and published it in May and it's called um, Out of the Fog into the Clear journaling to help you heal from toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's quite interesting how you source the, you know, source the crowd and through um, social media and through uh, creative content. Um, and uh, what's interesting is, uh, and then you, what, you know, that grew and then so that developed into writing a book. I know you talk about these kind of your big key ideas so one thing is this dealing with and healing from toxic relationships right it's um it's unfortunately a very 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 large problem i think i don't know that anybody gets away with living their entire lives without some sort of toxic relationship in their lives and it can be a parent or a sibling or it can be a partner husband wife um, life partner or it can even be a co-worker but people are struggling with toxic relationships. And and if you're not that type of person, if you're not narcissistic, if you're really genuinely honest and compassionate and caring generally, it almost baffles you that somebody could be mean-spirited and, and vengeful and hateful and uh, dishonest and really delusionally that way. So. A lot of people really struggle with this and and getting information out to them has been really key. Yeah. 
and why are there uh, like oh, find what a toxic relationship is just kind of emotionally or energetically or just you know kind of the underlying dynamics so you know people can identify or understand what you know a toxic relationship is yeah and I think that's part of the problem a lot of times we get sucked into something and we think that we're in love and we're actually actually being depleted over time so a toxic relationship is uh, is with somebody who is basically very much about themselves and they're not in they're not a whole person sharing with another whole person to better each whole person they are um, sort of a black hole in the universe if you will or a vampire who locks onto somebody and sucks the blood out of them it you don't you can't always see it initially but as you get better at taking care of yourself internally you will see it so it's really important and I start my book this way with assessing the toxic relationship within your own self because a lot of people probably even most of us are really really hard on ourselves and when we are struggling we think that um, we are telling ourselves I'm so stupid I'm such a loser this is awful I can't believe I blew this this badly and so even really brilliant really amazing people tend to be really hard on themselves internally and so essentially you have a toxic relationship with yourself that you have to address first and then when you get clear of that and you recognize who you really are as a whole person and then you want to allow other people to devalue you or run you down or lie to you and get away with it or um, or be in that delusional selfishness with you yeah that's great that advice and you're talking about you know toxic relationship and um you know the uh, the most common i hear about is you know the narcissist and the uh, codependent and they latch onto each other and they just feed off each other and you know there's all this drama and you know one can't survive without the other um you know the others i hear about is you know bullying uh, usually you know bullies um if you stand up to them and you they usually back down so uh these are kind of the most common to um and uh, I, what do you, what are some strategies or tools or tactics that someone can do to get free from a abusive partner? You know, a, this a sort of um, a toxic situation. Yeah, that's so important. Thanks for asking. The um, I like to think of it as sort of like a an empty, you know, an, somebody who's really toxic and self-centered, narcissistic traits um, is like a hot air balloon that is has to be constantly pumped with hot air or it implodes and then it explodes. And so some people with this emptiness that have to be constantly buoyed up and, and uh, inflated by other people are very um, difficult to deal with in that bullying sense. But sometimes they're actually that more martyr narcissist. And so that's the person who's kind of attacking attacking you from a victim-y place where they're saying, oh, you're so mean to me and they're the ones being mean and you're so toxic and you're so narcissistic and sort of that really twisted gaslighting and they, they tend to implode and then sort of demand that you rescue them. So they'll be vital and, you know, drama, emotions and that sort of thing. So there's kind of two flavors, if you will, that covert or that overt. Um, but it's really important that we learn to stop undermining ourselves. And that's the most important piece of getting away from toxic relationships. We have to stop what I call the three Ps. 
um, people pleasing, placating, and peacekeeping. And those are our tendencies as empathic people. And when we do that, what we're doing is undermining our own truth, undermining our own thoughts, feelings, needs, wants, and we are placating that other person to the point where they really don't take any responsibility for their emotions. And they are, and we are kind of colluding with them in a sense to take care of their emotions for them. So that is what set up, sets up that toxic dynamic. And when we are engaging in that, till we stop doing the three Ps, we can't make anything better. So when we can stop the three Ps, then we can start to set boundaries. And when we um, set boundaries, people say to me all the time, boundaries don't work. And I'll say, well, boundaries always work. So either the boundary works because that person stopped doing that behavior. You know, that anytime they're yelling at you on the phone or in person, you'd say, I'm going to leave now and we can talk later if you can calm down, but this is not productive and I'm not going to let you talk to me that way. So if you hang up, you leave the room, if you leave the house or whatever, they're kind of giving them a grown-up timeout because essentially it's a tantrum, right? They want what they want, they're not getting it, so they're blowing up over it. And so when you give them that grown-up timeout, then they can choose to, oh man, every time I do that, she walks away or he walks away or hangs up the phone. I guess I can't treat that person this way any longer. So they can change that behavior. Or the other option, and sometimes this happens, is that that person escalates and they become more aggressive and more violent and more angry. Then you know that that relationship is not salvageable. So it's really important that you set those boundaries, that you stop placating, that you tell your truth in love, and that then you see what happens. So either they get better or they get worse. Either way, the boundary works because it gave you the information you need to know whether to stick around and work on it or give up. Yeah. How did the uh, feelings of guilt and shame, because, you know, some people, they had never enforced their boundaries. Um, You know, they sort of let it people walk over them and then they start to enforce their boundaries, but then they feel guilty or shame for speaking up. What do you say for those individuals? It's so, so true. Guilt and shame pop up whenever we set boundaries, if we're doing that dance inside our own heads already. And so again, we have to start from the inside out. We have to look at how we're talking to ourselves inside our own heads. And when you're setting a boundary, all you're doing is saying, I need to fully exist in this relationship. Are you willing to honor that? And that person is either telling you, yeah, I'm willing to honor that or they're not. So you have nothing to feel guilty about. You need to fully exist everywhere in your life. And if you're not allowed to, then you need to remove yourself from that situation. So the guilt and shame is an old story that you've told yourself from probably childhood and you have to get it, take out and sort out that old story because it's not the truth. Hmm, interesting. It's all about the stories. Uh, and, you know, so, yeah, I, I've done a lot of reading on this and, you know, a lot of self-development and, you know, everybody has some form of trauma, you know, emotional from, from childhood, parent, you know, et cetera. So how do people heal from that? Like, what are some steps and how do you, what steps can people take? You know, ideally everybody would have access to their own therapist, but we we know that's not true. And so I I really created this book to try to help people in a self-help type of way. And I think journaling is a really great way to walk through something with 
being able to separate your emotional mind from your rational mind because your emotional mind is very hooked in by this person. You think you're in love with them, but it's a sort of an unhealthy attachment, but it's a strong attachment. It's powerful. And it's not something that you can just ignore. You have to look at it and look at what the stories are behind that. And you can do that through journaling. And then you can also rationally say, this person isn't good for me. <clears throat> Emotionally, physically, maybe even financially, I'm bankrupted. I'm being bank bankrupted by this person and I need to get out. And mm. so you can look at the, the facts and just the facts and you can decide with your rational mind, I need to get out of this relationship. And then you're kind of dragging your heart, kicking and screaming. <laughs> through the process of getting free because your heart's not going to be on board. You can still love a person and leave them. You can know, know with your heart that you're still really attached and still make that wise decision to walk away. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's almost like almost like taking a leap and then, you know, yeah, that's quite fascinating. And then tell us, uh, you know, you talked about your book and you know, with this, um, you know, what uh, led you to write this book and, you know, what sort of individuals would benefit from, you know, looking at reading your book? I think that, you know, as I said, the, the feeling that so many people weren't able to walk that through and had so much confusion around the perspectives and strategies and, and ability, you know, the, those ways to get free. So I wanted to write a book and, and pull it all together. And I did the journaling prompts throughout it so that people would have a guide in a sense. But, you know, you can use the journaling prompts just to ask yourself those questions. You don't have to write it out and journal it all out. because Some people hate that. <laughs> um, or you can use those questions to talk it through with a family member or loved one that you know is on your team. And, and when you write out those facts, then it helps you to keep the facts straight and your rational mind straight so that you can walk it through. But for a lot of people, just understanding the difference between your rational and your emotional, understanding the concept of trauma bonding <clears throat> helps them get free. So anybody who's been through a toxic relationship, and even if you've gotten free, but you're not emotionally separated yet, because a lot of people will be 3000 miles away and still ruminating about that person or still obsessed with that person or, stalking them on online to see if they now have a partner and now are married and what was wrong with me that I couldn't make it work. All of that stuff you torture yourself with. So even if you've gotten free physically, but you're not free emotionally, you could benefit. Interesting. I know a lot of this is, you know, trauma, healing work, all of that alignment and what the manifesting, all of these are very um, interesting and, you know, very powerful tools and fields. Uh, how can people follow you, uh, search you, uh, contact you, and even and also look at your book? Thanks. Um, TherapistTalks.com or NoFoggyDays.com will get you to the same place. And that has the link to my book. It's also on Amazon and Kindle. But NoFoggyDays.com is my website. You'll see my YouTube channel there. On YouTube, it's just Therapist Talks. And I think the same on Instagram and Facebook. Excellent. And for all the listeners out there, uh, Shannon's um, resources will be in the links and show notes. And uh, we want to thank again, Shannon, for coming on and being a wonderful guest and talking to us about healing and trauma and um, 
and uh, it's been a great discussion. So thanks so much, and we look forward to hearing about your future success. Thanks so much, Dr. Lear. I really enjoyed meeting you.